0: Greg Carson, former player of the Nighthawks and alumni from 1993 to 1997, also proud member of the first Cyclone Taylor Championship team in Beaver Valley. You're listening to Hawk Talk with hosts and alumni Ross Simner, Jake Morissette, and Connor Jones. Enjoy the show, folks. Welcome back, everybody, to the Hawk Talk Episode 2. I got Jake Morissette and Connor Jones and a special, special guest today that we're really excited to have on our show. Uh, I know everyone, uh, we, we, we talk a lot about the family aspect of the Nighthawks and um, this person joined the Nighthawks family in 96 as equipment manager, um, a couple of years before I played there and had, came on board, helped out, um, and then ended up being a part, of this, uh, a part of this team, but more a part of this program and family and a big part of the community and has seen a lot of things um, come and go and a lot of players come and go and a lot of championships and a lot of losses and a lot of adversity and all the things we talked about uh, behind the scenes with, with why uh, being a Hawk and, and playing junior hockey um, matters. Um, Jakey, well, we'll introduce you first and, and then we'll get right to our guest. Right? How you doing, pal?
1: Yeah, doing good. Thanks, Sammy. You doing? You all right?
0: Yeah, pretty good, man. Pretty good.
1: Yeah, Thanks. for sure. Yeah. Excited about uh, catching up with Tommy here. Obviously, like you said, a big, he was a big part of it for so long. Uh, you talk about that family atmosphere, like his positivity and just how he was around the guys and how he helped create that was uh was uh pretty special. So um yeah, it'll be fun to hear. He's he's seen a lot of things. So looking forward to it.
0: Right. Colin, you've you've known Tom you probably know I mean, originally probably when you were just a little kid ripping around the rink, right?
2: Yeah, I, I remember just I, I was thinking uh, you know, filling up water bottles for Tommy and probably mess some finding some way to mess that up. Um before obviously playing for the team but no just a great man and uh happy to talk to you today tommy
0: so tommy meeks everybody here you go tommy how you doing
3: i'm doing great thanks for having me
0: my my first thought right away was was the amount of things you could fix on the fly that i think a lot of people don't even realize or re- like i try to put together a freaking men's league helmet now and i'm like my visor's like halfway here and the the straps all wrong. I try to put like a shoe, a lace in it and something It just doesn't work. Right. Um, that was one of your many, many talents. that I think a lot of people maybe overlooked at the time, but then realized maybe as we get older and we're parents ourselves, how hard it is to actually handle that equipment.
3: Yeah, it was, it was lots of fun. So it was challenging at times trying to find the right piece to fit, but it, it, it worked out. All right. I think ever I got everybody back on the, uh, ice sometimes. I know some of the rivets out of the skates there, I put helmet screws through to hold it together. And, <laughs> but it, would, it worked. It worked.
1: <laughs> so I just what doing I, whatever it takes. Hey, eh, Tommy.
3: That's right. Got to get the guys back on the ice.
0: Now, was that something you kind of picked up? Like kind of give us, if you don't mind, give us kind of the, how you recall it all starting off in 96 and obviously with your background and your mechanic background, you know, maybe that's where the, the hands-on stuff came, but as personality wise too, it seemed like just a great fit for you um, as a person, I mean, everything was such a positive thing with you and no matter how kicked off you were that, you know, you know, my helmet kept falling apart, either we spun it in the, or, or Connor couldn't fill up water bottles properly. Uh, you always spun it in a positive way. So how did that kind of all start out for you? And, and if you remember back in 96, well,
3: that was a few years ago, but, uh, I think, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I remember first of all, working as a security person there. And then Kerry came up and asked if I was interested in helping out with equipment and I says, well, I'll give it a shot. I don't know how good I'd be, but uh, I went in there and we got things going. And next thing you know, twenty three years later. <laughs> it's done, <laughs> but it was <laughs> great. Did... It was lots of fun. We uh, we had lots of memories to make and a lot of saw so many, so many kids go through the system, and it was just unreal. The pers- different personalities and uh, I don't know. It was just just great.
1: Yeah, that's awesome, Tommy. You say. 23 years how how did it get to 23 years did you ever like expect that it would get that long like what no. what kept you coming back like what motivated you like obviously you were clearly passionate about the team i remember from uh from when i was playing just how much you seemed to care and how much uh, you were around just sort of what led to you being there for so long
3: i don't know i think it was just the uh the joy of being at the rink i know uh things happen behind the scenes that i i i regret sometimes but then uh I don't know. It's part of part of growing up, and part of becoming a, a family man. After and now, I'm chasing my grandkids around, and trying to <laughs> have fun with them. So you know, it, it's part of life. And and uh, my reason I keep myself uh, happy all the time and whatnot is just you're living today. You could be gone tomorrow, very very fast. And in no sense being grumpy or bitchy about anything. You know, you get mad at people, stuff like. But after the end of it all. It's it's just another thing.
0: Words of truth from Tommy Meeks and and uh, and and obviously your your wonderful uh, significant other Wendy as well, who is amazing. Uh, and I remember always around the rink as well, and supporting you and supporting the team as well.
3: Yeah, she's she's my biggest supporter and uh,
2: yeah, awesome. she's great and unreal. I, I Tommy, I just remember God being around when I'm seven, eight, and and you being sitting in the locker room and. Your your title was equipment manager, but you did so much for everybody. Your massage therapist, you did really everything. And then by not with, not with
0: your sandpaper hands though, right?
2: <laughs> a little tough on the hands. That's those uh, mechanic
3: hands, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: A little yeah. tough on the hands in the back, but uh, you know what? It was just a your big part of big part of everything. And I just I remember like sitting with Toots and Hank, and I'm seven and eight and my dad and you're and you're helping rate players and you're you know, you were so much part of that. And to get to the thousand wins, like what did that mean to you of, of being there for so long because again, it wasn't just one person, it was a combined effort oh, of all you guys.
3: You're right there. It was a combined whole effort but with everybody and and your dad, Terry there, he uh he, he deserves a lot of credit for that.
2: What are some memories you have of, of those wins and those players? Uh give me like a couple that
3: I don't uh, I remember the one time that uh, we were on a road trip in, I think it was uh, Salmon Arm area, and uh, Lane Stepansky had a, a root uh, problem on his tooth, and he couldn't play. It was killing him so bad. So I remember phoning up a dentist in uh, Salmon Arm. He says, any chance of looking at this guy's tooth? Either pull it out or fix it. Well, he says, well, bring him down to the office. So I take him down to the office. He says, oh, he needs a root canal. He says, do you want to assist me on a root canal? <laughs> I says, sure, I'll give you that a try. <laughs> so here I am assisting him on his root canal. I don't know whether that was legal or not, but he did it for him. I <laughs> you know, he was add He was it back, so. just
0: he add, add that to your resume. Add that your resume. Eh?
3: <laughs> no, no, my yeah. mom wanted me to be a dentist, and I said no. No, he stopped
2: her. He probably had two and two in a fight that night too. After he's playing,
3: yeah, he probably got him knocked out that night. I think. <laughs> <laughs> No, that that's some of the memories. There are a lot of good memories and and that's what you look at. You don't look at the bad memories of losing and stuff like that. You just take it and, and then go to the next game and start again and keep working.
0: So some of those seasons were damn long, right? Like you're playing into you're playing into May. You're going down you're yeah. going West uh, you're going uh cyclone Taylor. you're going to uh you know Westerns and stuff like that. What are some of the stuff you you, you saw and like you, you obviously um you know, have, have been a big part of getting players back on the ice.
3: Well, I, I remember, uh, one of the Burnets there, we were in a Soyuz one time and he took a skate across the neck and cut him here. And, uh, I just happened to be there a few times ago and they came up with this glue stitch. So I took him back into the room there. And I says, well, you want to go to the hospital? He says, no, I want to get back out there. So I, I glue stitched him, and then I put a bandage over top of his cut. It wasn't really, really deep, but it was deep enough to look ugly. So the next thing I go back to the the bench and Bernie goes back on the ice and uh, the ref comes over and says, is he okay to play? That was a pretty deep cut. And I says, it's not bleeding now, so that's good. So that's the main thing. I don't
0: know if you remember, you glue stitched my face in the playoffs. against. I think I got a positive against Delta. But I just was old enough to grow like my first goatee, kind of like a pro playoff one. And you got the glue all over the goatee, but I was—I didn't want to shave it off, so I just—I just for the rest of the year, I just had this gl- chunks of glue all over the all over the beard.
3: <laughs> yeah, you you healed up good
0: though. Oh, it's perfect. Yeah, it's the reason I, I still got it. a good little uh, good little scar there. I love it. No, it's perfect.
3: No, no, that was good. Yeah, there's there's lots of different diff- different things, injuries and stuff like that. But I found that uh, having a good Report with the coaching staff and stuff like that. If I felt a player should not go back on, I'd actually say no, you know. Yeah. And, and they'd listen to me, especially with yeah. concussions. Back in the back in those days, you ring your bell, you get back out and you play. Then you learn the the consequences of the concussion. Then you got to force it. No, you're not going back, you know. And, yeah. and it's just things have changed over the years with protocols, which is great.
0: Yeah, it's good that the the the, the co- I mean, obviously the coaches respect you and and and, and have your back. And when you when you say, you know, because like I said, you you're in the know a lot of times. Um, and when and you see things that sometimes the coaches might not see, right? So that's right. You, They're I,
3: interested in the you gotta game. Be their,
0: you got to be their eyes there, right? Yeah. This has been fantastic having you on Jakey. Got anything to wrap it up with, or Connor? Any anything else for Tommy there? <laughs>
1: I don't know. I don't know, Tommy. It's just, it's nice, it's nice talking to you at a normal time of day rather than those late night 2 a.m. calls we used to give you after, after a big gonna win. Br-
3: I wasn't going to bring that up. <laughs> I wasn't either. Hey, I you know. I, uh, uh, they come used to on down I, for a beer at two o'clock in the morning. I... <laughs> hey, no, you no. never pop over. We drank. and <laughs> That's get. That's what
0: you right. get when you have a home phone, Tommy.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I got rid of that pretty quick. It's just cell phones came out. <laughs> I, I, I still
1: remember the, t- the number, Tommy, 6656.
3: Six, six. Oh, yeah. You got it. That's a dead number
1: now, I think. I <laughs> know. just giving you a hard time. But no, obviously, Tom, we really appreciate you doing this. Um, We would give you those late-night calls, but it was only because, like, we really loved you and cared about you and knew how much uh, you meant to the guys. So, yeah, just to yeah, take the sure time love. to speak to us.
3: <laughs> well, thank you very, very much for having me, you guys. And you guys all take care, and I hope all your families are doing well. You know, enjoy them.
0: Absolutely, Tom. It's been great, man. We really appreciate it. I can't wait to uh, – hopefully we can all get together at some point for – for an alumni get together, um, whether it's in the, you know, in, in the summer or during the season or something like that at, at a time when people are back in town, but uh, I'd love to catch up with you in person.
3: Sounds good, buddy. Sounds good. Okay. Nice All right, guys. To you. Thank
0: you, Connor. Have a great yeah. one, Tommy. Take care and thanks a lot, everybody.
3: Yeah. Thank you very much. Bye now. See you guys. Hi, listeners. This is former Nighthawks player and captain Morgan Peace. From the 2017 to 2020 seasons. I hope you're enjoying the show. Make sure to follow us on social media at BV Nighthawks Alums and to visit our website at bvnighthawksalum.ca.